I, I came back from a conference one year and, and I sat down and I said, you know what, I've got to create this. And so I created this comprehensive eight-hour training program. The first half of it focused on what I called the three tenets of our company, our culture, our leadership, and then how to deliver that, that, that great customer service mindset. And then the second part was the task-oriented training. So what I did, guys, is I, you know, the first part was all about hospitality. The second part was all about service excellence. And then when you combine those two, now my staff loved it. It was greater retention, greater engagement, more loyalties. And, and so I had staff stick with me for 12, 13, 14 out of the 15 years, working part-time as needed, doing very, very hard work. I mean, our business in catering was off-site catering, so we never played a home game. Welcome to the Attraction Pros Podcast, where we discuss the latest trends and challenges facing the attractions industry today. We chat with some of the top leaders in the field and provide resources that will help develop your career in this great industry. I am Josh Liebman. I am obsessed with the guest experience and helping attractions make that their top priority for success. And I'm Matt Heller. I am passionate about organizational effectiveness, leadership development, and employee engagement. Now sit upright, hold on tight, and get ready for the Attraction Pros Podcast. Hey, Josh, how are you? Hey, Matt, I am doing great, although I feel a little underdressed today. How are you? Uh, I am fantastic, but also feel a little <laughs> underdressed, and I have a question for you. I'm glad you got the fantastic. <laughs> yes, go ahead. Um, if you had to, right now, could you tie a bow tie? No, I could not. <laughs> Neither could I. I've been thinking about this for the last oh, hour or so that uh, I learned to tie a bow tie. Well, I learned for my wedding. I actually even learned maybe like a year and a half before. I went to a black tie charity event and I figured it out. I got it down and it's like, a, if you don't use it, you lose it type of thing. So even, even on my wedding day, uh, my best man had to, had to help me out. And we had, we had like a yeah, two, three minute moment of panic in there to, to see is, is Josh going to get his bow tie? But I, but I did, I got it on. <laughs> good, good. Well, the reason I ask is because for those of you who are watching this on video, you are going to see a guy with the perfect black bow tie on uh, for the rest of the episode as soon as he comes on. Bob Pakanofsky uh, from the Black Tie Experience, the Chief Hospitality Officer. Um, he bases his whole training program and um, uh, you know, employee culture on the black tie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And if you are just listening to this on one of the podcast platforms, make sure to check it out on our on our YouTube channel or on the Attraction Pros website. Uh, we talk about the black tie experience. We talk about service excellence versus hospitality, how those differ, but they need to work together. Really interesting uh, thought process on that, as well as third-party relations for those who are working as a contractor or a vendor within a venue, such as an attraction of uh, bringing that brand up uh, to elevate that business or both businesses themselves. So I, I, I would say, let's get straight to this black tie interview with Bob Pakanovsky. Here we go. Bob Pakanovsky, welcome to the Attraction Pros podcast. Really excited to talk to you today and excited to learn all about the tuxedo and the black tie that you're wearing. But before that, how are you? How's your day going? Thanks, gentlemen. I am doing wonderfully. Thank you very much. Uh, always love being in the black tie and having my tuxedos in the background. So it's great to be here. 
Excellent. Yeah, we were just saying before we hit record, Matt and I feel very underdressed for this interview, but hopefully we'll be able to, to make up for it a little bit. And uh, hopefully we can give you the black tie experience as a guest on the podcast here. So uh, so tell us about what, what is the black tie experience? Tell us about what you do. Sure. Well, thank you. So uh, now I am a keynote speaker and trainer with my own company, the black tie experience. And that really came out of my former life. I've been an entrepreneur for now close to 27, 28 years, all in the hospitality business, uh, owned restaurants and then event companies, uh, catering companies, event companies. And these guys behind me, um, that was our uniform. Uh, our staff wore the black tie. They had the tie, the vest, the shirt, the pants. Some of our managers had the jackets as well as myself. And, uh, I'll be honest with you, while I had my company, while we preached this and talked about it, we didn't name it the Black Tie Experience, only when I became a speaker and I started looking at, well, how, well, how can I differentiate my company from everybody else on the topics of customer service, customer experience, workplace culture, so forth? And I had a colleague of mine say, you know, Bob, it's a Black Tie Experience, because you know, I told him that I own three black tuxedos. He's like, no one owns three black tuxedos. <laughs> so well, I needed it for my uh, business, but 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 here's the key thing, gentlemen, is is that all of this was part of a comprehensive training program that I developed for my staff on how to create these wow experiences and lasting impressions by really elevating our level of service to that highest level, to that black tie level. When you think of black tie, you think of prestige, importance, and shouldn't we be doing that in everything we do with our business, regardless of what? type of company you're in, people are like, well, Bob, the black tie is too formal. No, no, no. Take that away. It's the mindset. It's the mindset of making sure that our customers, our prospects, our, our coworkers feel more valued, more appreciated. Every detail is taken care of for that so that they can start telling others about our experiences and how we made them feel. Okay, lots to unpack there. Um, so super excited to dive in. Let's kind of get through the to the origin story, if you will. So talk to us about kind of your experience as a restaurateur and through the event business and and how you really developed this um, this idea of the black tie or just you know elevating the service experience. Sure. Well, so here's what I realized going in is that we had and you know, so so this whole black tie thing really came about with our catering and event business. We had some very upscale venues, attractions in Northeast Ohio, that's where I live. One of which your audience may know of is the Pro Football Hall of Fame in Canton, Ohio, where over a five-year period, we, uh, or so our company catered and helped plan 25 of the Hall of Fame in induction parties, you know, and we had one shot to do this. I mean, we, and, and so this whole thing came about saying, you know what, we have some really big venues that we represent. Um, our brand is associated with the brand of that venue. We need to go even higher than what we're doing already. I've always been a big customer service nut, but I knew that I had to take my, my company to another level in order that we could really be that player in our uh in, in, or really in, in, in our businesses to say, you know what, you know what, you guys have got to call this company. They will take great care of you. So, but I'll be honest, for the first couple of years, my staff was ready to leave because I didn't have a plan. I, I was just winging it 
every single time. Well, guys, uh, do this today and try this and do this. And like, Bob, you're killing us here. Stop this. So I, I came back from a conference one year and, and I sat down and I said, you know what, I've got to create this. And so I created this comprehensive eight-hour training program. The first half of it focused on what I called the three tenets of our company, our culture, our leadership, and then how to deliver that, that, that great customer service mindset. And then the second part was the task-oriented training. So what I did, guys, is I, you know, the first part was all about hospitality. The second part was all about service excellence. And then when you combine those two, now my staff loved it. It was greater retention, greater engagement, more loyalties. And, and so I had staff stick with me for 12, 13, 14 out of the 15 years, working part-time as needed, doing very, very hard work. I mean, our business in catering was off-site catering, so we never played a home game. Hmm. Everything we did was on the road, but yet they responded. They, I mean, they were fantastic people, but more importantly, they were fantastic ambassadors for our company. Hmm. I, so Bob, one of the, the things that stuck out there, you said I, service excellence and hospitality of, of those two working hand in hand. But I think my question is, what's the difference? I think a lot of people out there who focus on, on wanting to, to build a service culture, they might see those as, as being synonymous with each other. So can you kind of break down kind of what, what goes into each component of them that, that you might see them as differently, but they still need to work hand in hand with each other? Sure. So, so I believe service excellence those are your commandments. Those are your steps of service. What is so important to you as a company that your people need to make sure that they understand and you involve them during the training part, during the onboarding part, so that they truly comprehend what it means to deliver this service at its highest level. And by involving them, I have to use this phrase, guys, which no one likes to do, playing <laughs> have to practice the right? dreaded role play yes right but but we have to practice because if or because if we have this black tie mindset that we want to deliver at, at the highest levels do you think all the professional athletes in the world just step out on the floor and say you know what i'm just gonna see what happens today no it's it is it is constant practice so that they can get the surface excellence down. So it's those steps of service. What are they? So we had, uh, for example, we had three pages of what our standards of, of or, or, or really what our service excellence was. Even in for, or for the office, here's our, or, or here's our steps of service. When someone calls, how do we respond? What type of message do we send back to them? How do we greet them on the phone? How do we greet them in an email? I, I mean, I know it, it may sound silly, but these are those key points that everybody can now buy into because it's not my way of doing it. It's the company way of doing it. Here's our steps of, of service. Now, you can do and, and have a really nice business with service excellence. However, I believe you're going to be doing all the sales because something's missing. There's a spark that's missing. That's where hospitality comes into play. Hospitality is how you make your customers feel while you're delivering that service excellence. And you put those two together. And, and, and I'll be honest, guys, we had the service excellence down. We were missing that hospitality. So once we figured out what that hospitality 
quotient was, which here's my definition. I mean, you know, I know there's a lot of definitions. Here's my definition. It's an art, and I truly believe it is an art, of making that personal connection between you and someone else, which means first and foremost, you're in the people business. So I ask this question a lot during, or, or, I'm, or I'm during my seminars, what business are you in? And there's no wrong answer. And I hear things like, well, customer service, the attraction business, the entertainment business. Absolutely. I agree with you. I believe you're in the people business doing attractions, doing entertainment. And once we realize that change, that we're in the people business, creating lasting memories for our guests versus being in the event and catering business and our staff bought into it, our business changed overnight. Bob, one of the things you said earlier, I want to key in on um, because it really um, painted a picture for me when you said we have one shot to do this, right? When you're thinking about the Pro Football Hall of Fame, they're doing their induction ceremony. You know, these guys have been waiting, I think it's five years before they can be thought of to go into the hall of fame. And then, you know, they get voted in yada, yada, yada. They've got one shot. I think about, you know, weddings and, um, you know, ceremonies where there it's only going to happen one time and why we don't think about that for a theme park guest, right? We don't think about, Hey, we've got one shot to make it right for these, these folks. Now, some people are season pass holders or the members. So they're coming back over and over again. But I think that concept of we've got one shot to make it right creates urgency. So can you talk a little bit about how you use that, that one shot mindset uh, in your, in your business and even in your training? Sure. So, you know, or you're right. And, and yes, there are people that are going to come back, but I think it boils down to two things. Number one is if that if we can make them feel something about their visit, that maybe, you know, because let's face it, there's a lot of competition out there. People can go almost anywhere, not only in this industry, but if it's to, you know, to a, or to a ball game or to whatever. So what are we going to do during that entire process of that guest experience to make them feel different? Because what I would tell my staff is no one remembers ordinary service. And you can have a great visit, but again, there's something missing. So, so you know, or, or, or so we got this across to our staff by, by just focusing on the fact of, well, and, and here's another thing we did, is we put them in the shoes of our customers. You know, how many of your staff have visited your theme park as a guest? How do they know what to experience when there's a long line and someone's rude to them? I mean, so we played out these scenarios so that they could understand and have a response to them. So that they, so, or, or so my staff knew that, you know, folks, you know, or, or, you know, I mean, for example, you know, we were honored to do one of the Hall of Fame parties was for Ralph Wilson Jr., the iconic owner of the Buffalo Bills. At the time, he was 91 years old. Great guy. Had a chance to meet him. You know, I, I, I couldn't go up to Mr. Wilson and say, Mr. Wilson, I am so sorry we screwed this up. Oh, man. Can we come back next week? <laughs> I, I, I promise we'll make it better. You have to pay for it. And so those are the things that I had to get across my staff is, folks, these people are spending some hard-earned money we have to make sure that every detail is taken care of. Will we make mistakes? Maybe, 
Will we let them see them? Not a chance, mm. not a chance. And if we do, we had a customer service recovery program already in place that, that we empowered them to handle the customer complaints. Not all of them, I mean, the small ones. Mm -hmm. So that the customer could then feel satisfied right then. Because the last thing you want to have happen is you walk out of that park. Hey, so what do you think? Oh, yeah, you know, it, it was great until about the last half hour. And then, you know, gosh, that, gosh, that ticket taker or whomever just wasn't really nice. And, and, and how we treated our son. Hey, so how's your uh, you know, visit to XYZ? Well, it was good, but... And so I, I would tell my staff, there's a difference between using the word but and using the word and. We have to focus on and. So how was your experience? Oh it, it, oh, it was fantastic. And let me tell you about the staff person. And let me tell you about how they did this. And versus but, but. So we really tried to drill into our staff the importance that, you know, folks, this is our shot. And we've got to be able to be professional, to be polished, and to represent our brand and the brand of our venues to a highest level possible. Yeah. Um, my, my mind is going in like so many different <laughs> directions. You're trying to come up with like the best follow-up question. I think I have, I have 10 or so. I, so one of them, I, I want to go back to kind of the, the service excellence and, and hospitality component of it, because uh, if I understand correctly, service excellence is, is very much tactical. It's, in your case, it's, it, the, the bow ties on, right? It, it is smiling, it's being polite, greeting, hello. It is, it is the, the order of operations, the steps of service. Hospitality, uh, how do you make them feel? So it's more, it's more philosophical, right? Uh, and, and the question is, how, how, do you, uh, how do you put concrete uh, parameters around that because you can teach someone to say, all right, here's the order of how you take a guest's order, ring them up or, or you know, get them on the ride or, or whatever it is. I, how do you then deliver that to the staff to say, this is how you make someone feel, fill in the blank? Great question. And so part of what we talked about is always looking for cues. You know, how well can we anticipate the needs of our customers? So and then how do we approach them? So again, it, it, so it goes back to the practicing, the role playing. How do you approach a customer? You can approach them. I mean, it's, 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 hi, good evening and welcome to our theme park. We are so happy to have you here, Jack. Okay, I did it. Now, add some enthusiasm, add some passion to it. What's your passion? How do you want to be greeted? Well, Bob, I want to be greeted with a, you know, with a big smile and, and a friendly greeting and a voice that just shows, you know, compassion and empathy. Hi, welcome. It is so happy to, that you're here. How can we help you today? What can we have you or do or find or whatever it is? So we would teach people how to talk to them, how to look for cues in, in, or in, in body language. So if, or so, for example, that if someone's looking around the park, that's probably a cue that they're trying to find something. So what can we do? How can we go up to say, hi, what can I help you find? How did you know I was looking? Aha, we're not gonna tell you that. <laughs> but now, or then you know what? I mean, we used to, so at, at our events, you know, if, if you know, whether it was a corporate event, a private event, we had children at, at, at times. And I would tell my staff, I said, you know, go up and just 
you know, talk to the parents, ask if they need anything. You know, do you need crackers? What's your child's name? How old is he? Oh, he looks adorable in that outfit. It's, but, 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 you know, Josh, going back to your question, it has to be sincere. You know, you can't just fake it. And so, but again, these are things that, that come over time. I mean, yes, there are some natural people out there that just gravitate towards the general public and boy, you know, you, or you put them in a room and, and they can just, you know, do it all. But that's probably not the case. So it goes back to giving them some of the things that we expect, but then here's the key. How can you personalize it? Because I want you to feel comfortable doing this and try to make sure that you can get some emotions across so that people walk away from, wow, I've never heard that before from a staff person. They actually really care about or what I'm doing here. Exactly. Yeah. So Bob, I'm bought in. Every, everything that you're talking about, I wish I had a bow tie here to put on. Um, <laughs> but I'm curious because I run this uh, as well, is that you know people are busy, right? And when you talk about service excellence, you talk about hospitality, you talk about role plays, you talk about you know getting people out there and 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 kind of being with them and and mentoring them and and getting them trained up and all that kind of stuff. Well, that takes time, right? And you know, for for the individual to do that, well. You know, a lot of a lot of places they may have 200 people going through, you know, an orientation process, and then they divvy out into different um, uh, different departments, and we got to get them out there as quick as possible. So, what we hear a lot of times is, how can we do this quicker, right? How can we make this shorter? And I, I think it, obviously it goes back to skill practice. You've got to still make the time, but how do you how do you address that when time is such a crunch? for so many people, yet you also know that time is really what it takes for the hospitality to kick in. Well, so you know, that's a double-edged sword, right? Um, because we don't have the time, but we need to make the time. And so here's what we did. Um, knowing that I couldn't get my people in all the time, you know, we would devote once a quarter for a follow-up meeting, two hours, make sure it's two hours, even less if you can, you know, can make sure you have that agenda. Here, folks, here's the things we're doing really well. Thank you. Let's go over them again. Here's the things that we need to improve upon. But even before that, once your people get onboarded, and, and I think this was the key on, on really what helped our company is, I mean, you know, say, or say someone gets onboarded today, well, by the time they come to work, it might be two weeks. You know, guess what? They've probably forgotten everything. It's just, they're, they're busy too. So here's what we did is we empowered our veterans, staff people. They became mentors and coaches. Hey, Donna, I need you to help me. We have these two new staff people that are starting their first event. And I want you to help mentor and coach them. Okay, you're not going to do their jobs, but but are you're going to be us? You're going to be, and now Donna's like, wow, they trust me to do this. She's she feels empowered. She already believes in the black tie mindset. So now she's there, and what happens is now it's on the job training. 
where these new people now, because let's face it, there are some people like, okay, I got your uniform. Yep, you filled out your forms. Yep, okay, go report to X. Huh? And do what? Yeah, yeah, well, I'm sure somebody will be there. So that's number one. The other thing that I think you can do in theme parks based on where you work, you know, is have these pre-shift meetings. So if you have people starting at 10 o'clock, Hey, folks, at 9.50, we got a five-minute meeting. Here are the five key things we got to look at today and make sure we do really well. And, oh, by the way, we got this group coming in at 11 o'clock, and they're going to be in this pavilion, and we got this birthday party over here. You know, whatever it is in their section so that they can feel empowered and know that leadership truly is, is looking out for them. Bob, I'm wondering if we can... Uh, uh put some uh, practical framework on here too. And I, I would love to hear uh, if you have a story that you love to tell as a guest or a customer, any industry where you've said, that's it. That's the black tie experience right there. It could be sitting in a restaurant. It could be that, that check-in in that hotel. It could be at a museum, at an attraction, at a theme park, whatever it is. I, just something that, that you've experienced. You said they get it. <laughs> yeah, no, thank you. There are, you know, I mean, it's interesting because there's now so many of them for me and I use them a lot um, in my seminars. Um, so I'll give you two quick ones because they're two different industries. Um, one is I was traveling and I went to a, to, a, to a casual stop restaurant, chain restaurant. Um, it, it, was, it, was, it was close to the, my hotel, my hotel room wasn't ready. But, and, and, you know, and, and, or, and, or, and you would recognize the chain. Um, but what was most in, just, just, just wonderful for me was how I was greeted. And I'll forget her. Her name was Deborah. Name is Deborah. And as I came up to the counter, she said, Good afternoon. My name's Deborah. It is so nice that you're here. What's your name? Where am I? My name is Bob. Mr. Bob, what would you like? And I told her, and, and, and I had a question, and she answered it with a great, just, just a great answer and, 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 and just a wonderful mindset and an attitude. And she then said, you know, as, and, and so then I'm talking to her, and it was, it was just all positive. And so then she handed me the tray. She said, you enjoy your meal. If there's anything you need, you let me know. I'll be there for you. So then she's walking around the restaurant. It wasn't that crowd. She's cleaning tables. And I called her over. I said, Deborah, I'm curious. I, you know, I do this for a living. You're different. What is it? She said, Mr. Bob, I love my job. I, I love to make people happy. It's a, yes, it's food, but it's more than that. I, I, I want them to feel satisfied that they got the best service possible here and that their meal was great. How, or, you know, I'm curious, how did we do? You did fantastic. And on the way out, you can ring a bell for great service. And I never do that, except I did it that time. Then one year later, I came back to that same city and guess where I went? That same restaurant. And, and guess who was there? It was Deborah. Deborah. And so that's one. And then just real quick, the second one, I was traveling and I was in Denver and I was going to get a, a rental car and it was early and my car wasn't ready. I, and I knew that going in. 
But the person from the rental car company said, you know what, let me see if I can get another car for you because I know that, that you have a long drive ahead of you. She did. And then she stopped me and said, you know what? I double checked that car. It doesn't meet my standards. We're going to get you another one. Now it's going to take about 45 minutes to an hour. There's a restaurant in our, um, because they were, they were in a hotel. It's like, I want you to go to lunch. Lunch is on me. And in 45 minutes, your car will be here. And it was. Those are the stories that make people feel something different about the brand. Yeah. Well, and I think it comes down to the choices that they made, right? I mean, first of all, they made a choice to be there and to be positive and to greet you in certain ways and to say, you know what, I'm going to inspect this car and it's not up to my standards. So I have a choice. I could either keep that to myself and let Bob drive away in it. And he probably wouldn't notice, right? Depending on what the, what the issue was. Um, but she, she took that, took that um, approach. And it kind of reminds me of a time I was in a kind of a fast chain restaurant or whatever. And um, my wife and I were eating and there was a guy sweeping the floor and he was just, I mean, big smile, greeting everybody, you know, the whole nine yards. And I re remember asking him because he kind of came over to our area. And I said, I said, you must love your job. And he goes, you want to know the truth? He said, I hate it. I said, what? He goes, I really don't like this. He said, I'm out of work. I'm a, I'm a, a, um, a countertop installer, right? And I'm out of work and there's not enough going on and blah, blah, blah. So I had to do this to take care of my, my family. But he said, while I'm here, this may not be what I'm, I want to do, but by golly, I'm going to make it the best I can, right? And so to me, that was black tie too, right? Because he didn't love what he did, right? Sweeping the floor at this fast food restaurant, but he made the best of it. And I think that, that, really showed us something. It made us feel something. It was hospitality for, for sure. Um, but I know that this goes beyond like the feeling of hospitality, right? Especially the whole black tie thing. Um, when we spoke last week to kind of prep for this, you mentioned sort of a metaphor that you have with the black tie and, and, and using that in training. And I would love if you could kind of unpack that for us, because I think it's a really cool way to look at um, training people and, and getting them the right information. Sure. So, First, let me preface this by saying that, that from what I, the research that I've done, probably, I think about 2% of the population can tie a bow tie. So, you know, it's not something we were taught. Now, we, you know, we as men can tie regular ties. And although it's funny, I, you know, I mean, I don't think I've put on a regular tie in probably five years. So I don't even know if I could do that anymore, to be honest with you. But so that's the first thing. But then I started thinking because... I realized that we as a company didn't succeed twice in training our people. Not once, but twice. Because <laughs> I told you earlier how my staff was getting really upset with me. So then I started thinking about this. And I'm like, oh, gosh, this makes a lot of sense. So let me. So here's a bow tie. So now, and, and, and I believe that there's three levels of how to train people. And, and the first two don't work. <laughs> you know, the first one, because I know, because I did it. Um, the first one is what's called the tell me method of training. And we can tell someone, you know what, go serve today. Just go and, 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 and be nice and, 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 and serve because and, you like people. Huh? Doing what? I, oh, well, whatever you do. 
Well, we can say that as leadership, but guess what? The employee is going to be like, yeah, I'm going to forget, you know, or that doesn't make any sense to me. And it's very similar to this. So, you know, I, I tell people, I bring them up and, and, and I say, okay, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to tell you to tie this into a bow tie. Go. No instruction, nothing. And for the stats, virtually no one can do it. I, I have only one person do it. Um, uh, because there's no instruction, there's no training. So then I say, okay, don't worry about this. Here's the second method. It's called the show me method, which by the way, like average performing companies do the show me method. The poorest performing companies do the tell me method of training. But the show me method is that I'm going to show you to do something. And, and then the employee's like, well, I think I'll understand it. But by showing it, do you just say, well, watch this video, read this book on customer service, or better yet, you know what, Matt, why don't you shadow Josh? Okay, well, the problem with that, because Josh will show you all the things that needs to be done. Well, the problem with that is that Josh has been trained by this method. So the first thing Josh says is, all right, Matt, you know what, let me show you. You know, let me show you all the corners that are going to be cut on this. Okay, he doesn't care. It, it, it doesn't matter to him. So, and then, hopefully it's here. It is. So now it's this bow tie. The show me, right? The old clip-on tie, which almost anyone can do. And I ask people, can you put this on? Sure. Well, while, while, or while they look good, there's, I mean, or, or there's no muscle memory to this. I mean, there's no training involved. So they're not going to really remember all the things that we talked about. They, you know, they may pick up a little bit, but the third method is what's called the involve me method, where I have to involve you in this training. So guys, all truth here, I couldn't figure this out. Here I am, I could not figure this out. I'm watching YouTube, it, it didn't work for me. I had a young gentleman who was in high school, lived up the street from me, who wore bow ties every day. And I saw him one day and he's like, Mr. Pack, I'll come over and, and teach you. Okay, and so he did one morning and uh, you know, and, and I was struggling with it, but he taught me step-by-step step, and I finally got it. And then I think he's going to be a trainer one day because he said, okay, great, do it again. Like, what? Do it again. Practice it over and over. And once he involved me in the training, I understood how to do this. And that's what we taught our staff is, is, or is that we involved? Now, here's the key about this black tie versus this one. I mean, this one, is standard, okay? It, it looks the same, and or, or that every time you put it on, this one here, I'm constantly tweaking it. I am constantly making sure, and that's what training, and, and, and that's what customer service is all about. We have to be constantly tweaking this, making revisions, making sure that, that, that our staff understand what it means to really go out and deliver at the highest level. Excellent. Yeah. Thank you for yeah for for walking us through that. I think it's it's such a good metaphor, but it's like you're, it's so easy to uh, to kind of walk through them. But tell them, show them, and then involve them, and then get them to to practice and do it again. You have to you have to be able to do it if you're going to be able to to do it right and do it well and and uh, become an expert at it. Whether it's tying a bow tie or whether it's guest service and hospitality. So absolutely, yep, I agree. 
Right. So one of the other things that uh, we wanted to get to as well, because we think it's a, an important uh, topic to cover, is I, a lot of the experience you had in the in the catering, the event business, uh, was working in, like you said, uh, you you never had a home game. It was it was always away games for you, venues that that weren't yours, um, and the importance of representing the brand well, and when you do that, that it it makes your company look good as well as well, um, uh, look good, look well as well. <laughs> in our industry, we have plenty of uh, third-party contractors and concessionaires in, in a wide variety of, of different capacities. Uh, and personally, I remember over, over a decade ago, I was working for, uh, for souvenir photo retail. So ride photography, walkabout photography. And um, I had a team of about 50 people within a park that were, they were wearing the same uniform as all park employees. As far as guests were concerned, they didn't know the difference. So we would tell them in orientation, we'd say that the only difference between you and the, the park employees is that there's a different logo on your paycheck. Otherwise, everything else needs to needs to be exactly the same. And uh, you know, we would do our best to get great service skills for our team because uh, it reflected very positively on the park, and it also reflected well on, on the agreement that we had with with the client as well. So I would love to hear uh, just your your process and and building up the brand of the venues and the clients you're working with. Sure. Well, you know, there's a reason why we started gaining more and more venues. Um, and one of those was venues, attractions, talk. Okay. And they, you know, they would say, well, who's, or who's doing this for it? Oh, you know what? Here's who's doing it. You have to work with them. Why? Because they make it their job to be part of our organization. They are first and foremost members of our organization when they're working at our venue. And that's part of the training that I had with my staff is I would go through and say, ladies and gentlemen, if you believe that the average guest thinks that we are our own separate company at an attraction at a museum, you're mistaken. Because all they see, to your point, Joss, is uniform. Now, it may be a... a, a or it may be a um, or a it may be a uniform that's different, like in our case was the tuxedo, but they still think, oh well, that museum, that attraction, they're doing the catering. No, 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 we are. But I would tell my staff, folks, you have brands to represent. The first brand when we step onto any floor is the brand of that company, that organization that we're representing. We have to do everything possible to make sure that they look good. Because if they get a complaint about the caterer, the guest is going to say, well, your catering company, and then, whoa, 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 wait, we don't have a catering company. Yes, you do. The one that worked our event the other night. Well, well they don't work for as a, you know, I mean, so you can see this confusion. So, so that my staff un understood that, that every time we walked down the floor, First and foremost, we were the brand of that organization. We trained them on it. And, and, or, and even so much so that we got questions that our guests would ask. Now, our, I mean, our staff doesn't work at the museum, or, but they knew where the restrooms were. They knew where the patio was. They knew where the coat room was. And so we made sure that, 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 that they became part of this organization. And in turn for us, when, when it came back for contract renewal time, Bob, we love working with you guys. You are, or you take such great care. That's exactly what we try to do. And so 
it is about making sure they understand that it's your brand, it's the brand of whoever you're working for, and they've got to mesh together. Yeah, yeah. I know in, in a lot of places I've worked, there is, you know, a different uniform, maybe even a different name tag based on their location, but that still doesn't matter, right? You know, it's it's still, that's a person working in the in the facility that I came to. So they're all related. They're all, they're all the same. And I think it's a great, a great point that we have to show hospitality, you know, no matter where we are, right? And those steps of service may change depending on your venue, depending on your, your away game status, but those are still, those are still critical. So uh, Bob, I know you've spoken at Bowl Expo. I know you've worked with, you know, uh, different attractions and, and museums. Um, and my question to you is, as we kind of um, get close to the end on time here is thinking about all the different levels of facilities that could have this black tie, bow tie mindset, right? Doesn't matter if you're a mom and pop bowling alley or Disney World, right? You know, everybody can have that. So what are some of the the key messages that you would start people off with if they said, you know what, we want to, we want to do this. We, we buy in, we want to, you know, deliver black tie experience. Where would they start? Well, you know, first, uh, you know, I, I mean, I, so I always like to get this questionnaire, this assessment out because people say, Bob, I need customer service training. Okay. Time out. Let's take a step back. What do you mean by that? You know, what are those challenges you have? Uh, well, it's, you know, it's, it's, you know, our, 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 our people don't know how to uh, talk to upset customers and, you know, body language or whatever it is. Oh, okay. So we're going to focus on that um, versus, uh, you know, Bob, we're looking for ways that we can empower our staff. What are the things we can do? So, you know, I, I you know, and, and, and so one of the questions I ask them is, tell me what your steps of service are right now. You know, what are you doing? Um, because I can take a look at that and say, okay, so what are the challenges are you having with the steps of service? You know, what are you people, or what are, are, are the people not doing as well as you'd like for them to do? And then, so tell me, or tell me about the hospitality and you know, what are you doing that's gonna separate you from your competition? So that the, at the end of the day, which by the way, your competition isn't other theme parks. It isn't, it's, it's the uh, baseball game. It's the museum, it's the trade show or you know, whatever it is. I mean, there's a lot of competition out there for that market. So it's gonna separate you. That's the hospitality part. So we try to really delve into to, to, or to see you know, what are those things that you most want me to cover? You know, what are those pain points, for lack of a better phrase, that are, you know, because, of, you know, and, 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 or, and, and here's the other thing that I've noticed, gentlemen, and, and I kid you not, I, virtually every company that I've worked with has the same mentality. They're already good at the customer service thing. They want to get better. They want to get to that next level. I, I don't think I've had anybody hire me that stinks at customer service because they know it all. Oh, well, we don't need you. Really? Because have you seen what your place looks like? <laughs> so, and, and so that's one of the things too, that when I come in and work with a company, you know, one of the very first things I say to all the staff is, ladies and gentlemen, you're really good at what you do. 
okay? Please don't get any other misca. Oh, we're bringing in somebody, blah, blah, blah. No, no, no. You're really good. What I'm here is to help you get from there to here at the black tie level. Uh, that reminds me of, of one time I, uh, I was hired to do a, a customer service training and, and the GM arranged everyone and, and specifically said, uh, we've always been looking at, at ways to, to make our customer service better. And that's why we brought Josh in and, and kind of like to that point of saying for majority of people to do this, no, it actually is very good. Uh, so I would always begin it by saying everything we're going to talk about today are things that have no plateau. And there are many people in this room that that uh, that you're very proud of the service that you deliver, and so my job is to say, what's next? How do we, you know, how do we top that? How do we, how do we get even better? Because there's no, there's no ceiling, there's no cap to the the service and the, the experience you can deliver uh, to your guests. So, yeah, yeah. right. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good. Well, Bob, this has been a, uh, a fantastic conversation and thank you so much for being here. Uh, if people want to know more about you or the black tie experience, where would you send them? Well, so, uh, or so there's a couple of places on my website, which is my name, which you'll probably have to put on the screen because uh, <laughs> it's not Smith. So it's, or, or, or so it's my name. It is, you know, bobpakinovsky.com. Um, and I also do a lot of work on LinkedIn. And you can type in, you know, Bob Pekinovsky. I also have a company page, the Black Tie Experience company page on LinkedIn, uh, Facebook and Instagram. And then I have a YouTube channel. Uh, and one of the things I'm doing right now, in fact, this is my studio as well. I have, I've, I, so I've created this Black Tie Hospitality video series. It's a series of short videos, two to three minutes on different topics um, that people can, it, it's just really quick, uh, look. And if you're looking, you know, like today I, I talked about uh, workplace culture in one video, how, how, or how we can relate hospitality to that. The other one was uh, about putting yourself in the shoes of your customers. So just real quick videos that they can go to as well. Excellent. We will include the links to all of that in the show notes. Uh, so Bob, thank you uh, so much. We, we really appreciate uh, your time today and getting the opportunity to chat with you. This is just such a, a fascinating conversation. I'm sure we could, we could go on for a while. Uh, so thank you so much for your time and for everyone out there who's watching and listening. Just remember, we are all Attraction Pros. Thanks for listening to the Attraction Pros podcast. Make sure to subscribe so you can tune in when new episodes release. And even better, please leave us a review on iTunes. For more information, visit attractionpros.com.